in this episode of Trail Towns on the AT. As I lumber on the AT during this recording, we head to Maryland, some of the most beautiful and easiest miles of the AT, and then we enter Rocksylvania, aka Pennsylvania, the state with the fourth most miles, lots of rocks, and lots of ice cream. We encounter trail magic and trail angels. We also head to the half gallon challenge at the halfway point. And one little fact check on me. I mentioned Georgia along with Maine and Virginia as the most miles in the AT outside of Pennsylvania. It's actually Tennessee, Virginia, and Maine. So I fact checked myself. Come on the inside. Our special guest, Tyler, grew up right next to the AT. And we just had a splendid time chatting with her. Pardon some of the Zoom connection. It's a little fuzzy at times, but we do the best we can. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Trail Towns on the Hashtag 59 Podcast. Maryland and PA, come on the inside. about that because Mike hiked on it, you ran on it, and I couldn't 
find it. I went like Cotopaxi and I went looking for it with every GPS and like, you know, I don't know how many miles long it is, like a ton. And we just never really did find it. So I missed out on it. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> it was great because it was like 98 degrees the first day I was in Maryland hiking on that. And it was just so nice to have some flat terrain. So Maryland starts with the towpath trail. It's on the CNO Canal. Then it goes into the Gemerton Cliffs, which is this super beautiful overlook as you hike out of the city up into these great, gorgeous cliffs that overlook the Har- basically Harpers Ferry, Virginia, and the rivers. So that's the beginning of Maryland. And then from there, you kind of weave in and out of the woods and towns for a few miles. And then you get to your backyard, Tyler, which is what I want to have you talk a little bit about. And that would be, that would be Black Rock and Annapolis Rock, correct? Yes. So those are like our trails growing up. That was my backyard. So talk a little bit about those trails on the AT then. So it's really funny, growing up, right? So yeah, growing up on the AT, my parents used to uh, have a, like go hiking all the time, and my brother and I hated it. I didn't really enjoy hiking until maybe I was like my late twenties, <laughs> uh, when I like right before I moved to Seattle, it made me want to move out to Washington, and um, so. I forget which rock comes first. Um, as you're going northbound on the AT, either Black Rock or Annapolis Rock. But we would always argue with our parents to end our hike at that first. And just be like, nope, we're done. And like, looking back on it now as an adult, when I'll do both in one day with my dad when I go home, and it's easy breezy, totally, totally fine pretty flat compared to Washington. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I'm just such a stinky hissy fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting you say that because Maryland is known. And I, I mean, because of the towpath miles, even the Weberton Cliffs, which has this 600-foot climb, but after that, it's relatively flat. And I think, like you said, Black Rock and or Annapolis Rock, Maryland's known for being some of the smoothest hiking of any state on the Appalachian Trail, which is why I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> a welcome rest for you guys. Yeah. yeah. The other interesting thing about Maryland is it has a Washington Monument State Park on the trail. Do you two know about this? I don't know. So there is there is the Washington Monument that you can find in D.C., and Maryland has a old Washington Monument at a state park. Like the Washington Monument? Not like the Washington Before the Washington Monument was what it was, it was something else. And now that monument is located at a state park in Maryland that is on the Appalachian Trail. Huh. Wow. It, it might come up in like trivia sometime. Yeah, if, yeah. If you if you two ever win that hunt trivia, you are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other interesting thing I thought about Maryland is it also it ends at a 
it's a park uh, where it crosses over into Pennsylvania. And guess what they have cleverly called that park? Penmar. Get it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah. Maryland. Yeah, combined. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Isn't there a, isn't there something in Colorado like that, too? Yeah, uh, Canarada, where on the border of Colorado and Kansas, they combine, yeah, a town, a town, a town on the Kansas-Colorado border, which also happens to be the highest town in the state of Kansas. Calls themselves Canarada. This is just trivia. Yeah. Training. So it was fun. It was fun though, Tyler, to get to hike these miles on the AT because you had filled me in about it over the years. And I sent you a couple photos that day going on the towpath. And and that's happened to me a couple different times, like walking in the, if you will, on the footpaths of where friends, like their home stomping grounds. So when you go home now, do you do both rocks? Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad is always, like, song. My dad's a really in like, guy. And uh, we'll wrap up 10, 12 miles. And I'm like, okay, like, let's go do stuff. And he's like, I would like to go rest up. I'm like, okay, old man. <laughs> and how, how far are those trails from where you grew up? Like, Five, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Um, yeah, it's around 45. Okay. Um, yeah, so to get out to, like, kind of the mountains in Maryland was about 45 minutes from where I grew up in any parts of the mountains. I was a little bit more central. Well, the, the reason I ask that is I think that's what's so cool about the Appalachian Trail, is if you're not just through hiking it, the odds on, if you live on the east coast in one of these states, especially the mid-Atlantic states that we're covering today, you are likely within two hours of drive time to one of the trailheads, depending on where you're located. And I think that's what's so cool about the AT is its accessibility for so many people. Yeah, you see a lot of day hikers on all parts and all seats of the Yeah. So... We had Tyler on as the Maryland expert, uh, but we're keeping her on as we go to Pennsylvania. Has anybody, uh, does anybody know the nickname of Pennsylvania on the Appalachian Trail? I know it. Rocksylvania. Rocksylvania. Yeah, I was thinking hard. I did. Rocksylvania. So what Tyler and I were just talking about with Maryland, beautiful relatively flat, a towpath that you can trail run on. All things Maryland, it is the exact opposite once we enter Rocksylvania. Pennsylvania is a tough state on the Appalachian Trail. So my thoughts on it were, one, it's kind of surprising. It has the fourth most miles of any state on the Appalachian Trail, just behind Maine, Virginia, and Georgia. But it's covered... The second half, it gets its nickname, Rocksylvania. Second half of the state, you basically don't see dirt on the trail, and you hike on boulders that are sometimes described as shark fins, and they have very aggressive timber rattlesnakes that are known to, um, you know, be upset when you are hiking. It's called, isn't it called like a boot 
It's also called a food buster. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a big drastic difference, but it's Yeah, which is kind of interesting, actually. I bet I would think they were, like, super flat. No, you guys are acting like it's flat. I bet it's not very flat. It's flat. You keep the pride. It's flatter than Pennsylvania, and it's flatter than Georgia, which I don't know if that means much, other than if you hike Pennsylvania and Georgia, Maryland feels kind of flat. Yeah. Uh, so... We went to, Jill, a couple different things in Pennsylvania. One, we went to Duncannon, which is a trail town that the AT runs through. We got some Sorrento's Pizza. Yeah, they have a little main street right there, and it has a super cute little downtown. Um, looks like a lot of, like, older buildings or so. Where's the place, the inn that a lot of people stay at? The Doyle House. The Doyle House is where a lot of bankers, I think, stay. Or was it Schumann Creek that were uh, the hike into Duncannon, though, goes through these farm fields. So they've they've worked with the farm, private farm owners in this part of Pennsylvania, and they've carved out about six feet of public land on the trail. So you weave through these farms. That is pretty cool. But the most exciting thing that happened to me on our my hike into Duncannon is, and Jill's going to describe it, I met our first ridge runner. Oh, yeah. And a ridge runner, Tyler, I know neither of us are looking for jobs, but this has got our, this job has got our names written all over it. I'm already intrigued by the name. So, ridge runners, oh, I didn't know that I was going to get called on here. Um. But when I looked it up the other day, they're basically stewards of the trail that are hired by the Appalachian Trail Conservancy that have, like, a section of the trail. And their job is really to hike along it and talk to people, which you guys are both brilliant at. Like, you talk to people, but most specifically about leave no trace. Like, you try to kind of weave that in. So making sure that people are good stewards of the land and understanding, you know, that they have to pack in and pack out. Not probably at in certain parts, probably not as much for through hikers, as much as day hikers, but anybody. So you actually ran into one. She kind of chatted you up, not maybe about that. She actually, but... she was actually telling me though where a bear was. Oh yeah. She had spotted a bear, which was a very rare thing in the, this Pennsylvania farmland area. But she was very specific about the exact location, what the bear had been known to be doing the last couple of days, and then she also kind of gave you some quotes on the number of through hikers that were passing. Yeah, so I think you can look it up on the Appalachian Trail Conservancy website. They say there's, they're not in every single state, but in a good majority of them, they have these ridge runners, and that's their job. It said something like walk and talk or something like yeah. that. So I thought, Tyler, that seemed like a gig that you and I could be. You guys can hustle that on the side, side hustle that. I've been doing it for free. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I wonder if they, how many photos do they allow you to take of wildflowers per hour if you're a ridge runner? I know. I was actually just telling Mike the other day, I was thinking about reaching out to you because, like, a memory popped up, and it's of you two, like, both crouched over taking 200 wildflower <laughs> pictures. Um, but I thought it was funny. I actually was not looking that up when you said that to me, but that was when you walked into Duncan, but I drove into Duncan and passed the minute, miniature Statue of Liberty, 
we are full of weird yeah. trivia things going yeah. on in this episode today. And it's only going to get weirder, right? It is? Yeah. Well, anyway, it's the second miniature Statue of Liberty we've seen. What was the first? It's the second one on the trail so far. Yeah, but this one's well known. But this one, yeah, it's outside of, it's technically outside of Harrisburg. It's like in between Harrisburg and Dunn Cannon. And it's like in this river on this massive rock, and it's just a Statue of Liberty. And when I Googled it, it came up on Atlas Obscura, and it's a 25-foot replica that was originally put up in 1986 as a prank, and nobody knew kind of who did it. And I think it was like in the 90s, it ended up breaking down. So I guess they left it. And people had kind of become fond of it, it said. And so they had a sculptor, I guess, make one that's like more sustainable. And they went out and they put it out there again. And then... Years later, a lawyer in town said that when he was, like, in college, he did it as a prank and that he went out there, like, in a kayak. Pretty rough water. Yeah. <laughs> At least now it was when I passed it. And so now it's like they have this little mini statue of property there. So, wow. Yeah. This is just you, know, you know, it kind of makes the fact that there's peregrine falcons that dive bomb through hikers on the Dunk Cannon Bridge almost not even be a big story after we after what we've covered in, exactly. in this part. But that is also true. Be aware when you cross the bridge leaving Dunn Cannon, because nesting falcons have been known to because they're not they don't have a lot of people just walking across this bridge. They are known to dive bomb at hikers and make sure that uh, they're staying away from their babies. Wow. So so that's that was uh, rocks. I did get a glimpse of Roxylvania there too. I will say for about twelve miles in and around Dunn Cannon, and I will say I think it's a place that can break your through. You looked past. That's probably the like the most draining. It's over. It's over two hundred and twenty-five miles in Pennsylvania. A lot of it, you you know, you've made it through the longest state. You've made it through the halfway point in, Mar- like, Harper's Ferry, the, the, like, emotional halfway point. And then Pennsylvania, I think, could, can really, like, wear people down. So I could see how people drop out because of that. But then you push on. And then you push on, and then you get to the real halfway point. Yeah, I don't know why you keep saying Harper's Ferry is the halfway point. It's kind of But through hikers consider Harper's Ferry the emotional halfway point in Germany. Okay. Is Harper's Ferry where the terrain, like, changes so much that it feels like a halfway point? It's like, moving the first truck is moving on to the second? Yeah. A little bit. And or the Appalachian Trail headquarters are there. Oh, Jill's, that's a good one. Jill's shaking her head, Valentine. That's a good yeah. one. You're right. Because the ATC, maybe that's it. Well, so we, we did go to the actual halfway point, in, which is in the state of Pennsylvania at Pine Grove Furnace State Park which is home to a variety of very interesting things. Uh, one being the fact that old iron furnaces are and kilns, basically, are still on the land, and that's what was being done there. So you can stay at the Iron Master's Mansion, which we did not. You can stay at... We stayed in the van. Uh, you have to rent that for a week. You can stay at the Paymaster. So everything shows... the this old history. There's a lot of old remnants and a lot of signage that kind of, I read a lot of it. It kind of explains to you how they made some of the different iron products that they made. 
interesting. The AT Trail Museum is there. That which was really interesting. Super interesting. Because they had a lot of, of course, current day things. Like, you know, a lot of, um, I guess, items and stories of, like, the people that have broken the speed records over the last few years and a lot of that. And then they had a lot of the older historical information, like the first Katahdin sign was down there, Grandma Gatewood's satchel they have in there, like a lot of like different artifacts and just um, different items. And, and Heather Anderson, the woman who set several different speed records based both on the AT, the Continental Divide, the PCT, she's doing a event there in like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, as we do this report. So yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff going on there. It's also right next door to the Half Gallon Challenge. So the Pine Grove General Store. The Pine Grove General Store. You get, so let's let's go around. So here's the premise, my friends. Uh, you're halfway on the AT, and you get to eat a half gallon of ice cream. If you eat it under 45 minutes, they give you 30, a, 30 minutes. They give you a wooden spoon and a, a picture of Polaroid of you on the wall. Uh, <laughs> but if you're going to take part... Uh-huh. What, uh, Tyler, what flavor are you going to try to eat a half gallon of in 30 minutes or less? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I feel like I definitely don't want to do chocolate. I think that that's too heavy. But fruit, also, I don't know, maybe some kind of like a, like a mint chip mint. or like just a vanilla fudge swirl. Vanilla fudge swirl is good. I was actually going to say chocolate because I didn't think I could do vanilla because I thought so much of vanilla. I don't know. That's a lot. Um, I was going to pick chocolate, but I kind of like your swirl. I'm going to go strawberry. Yeah. Nice strawberry no base. Way, really? I would love, because I'm like a peanut butter cookie brownie. That's him. It's too heavy to do in the time. Yeah. I will tell you, though, it was so hot when we were there that... I was thinking, like, if it kind of melts and you drink it, is that easier to stomach it? That's so much ice cream. There was a gal doing it when we were there, and she was looking sick. <laughs> she didn't look well doing it. Well, I, I think um, she was about to. I don't think she did it under the time limit, but they also seem to be a little loose about that. I think it's just kind of supposed to be more of a fun kind of thing to try. They also have excellent handmade fries. Yes, they did. If you're if you're visiting the Pine Grove General Store, uh, in, in addition in addition to that, they have a beach, they have mountain biking trails, and they have the AT that runs right through it. So I think it's and we say it's a great campground there, very mm-hmm. clean, very nice, just an outstanding outstanding place. Yeah. So I, I have one more big ticket item to cover yeah. in today's episode. So it was about 99 degrees in Pennsylvania. I had taken a tumble trying to get up to the trail. I was hot. I was exhausted. I had you pick me up a couple miles early because yeah. I had I had to do a nine, 900-foot elevation gain in less than a mile to get on trail that day. And out I come. I'm like, this is, this is hard shit is what I was thinking. And I was like, I'm not having a lot of fun today. You called me with different coordinates and told me to pick you up at those coordinates, like somewhere different. And out I come to these coordinates, and we got Lenny and Pat yep. doing trail magic. They're sitting there. They had, they had 
They had chairs. They had cold drinks. They had Gatorades. They had dog bowls for dogs. They had homemade baked banana bread. They had watermelon. And they were maybe just like the sweetest. Yeah. So uh, they they were on Instagram. Instagram. We'll put them in the show notes. And there's really on Instagram, they're just tagged in all these photos of fruit hikers taking selfies with them. So they're pretty regular trail angels who they they just got back from a vacation in Mexico. And I asked Pat, I said, how how many times have you guys been out here? And she said, well, we got back from Mexico on Sunday and Lenny's been out here three times since then. And it was like Thursday or whatever. Yeah, I think they go pretty regularly. And like, and as when you were there, another hiker was there before I came to pick you up. And then when we were leaving, another guy was sitting there chatting with them, they, too. They gave two thru-hikers some rides that day. Uh, they also, they've also, Lenny's hiked all the miles of, on the AT in Maryland and Pennsylvania. And they've done a lot of Shenandoah National Park as well. I think they're in their 60s, maybe 70s. But it it reminded me what makes this trail so special. Coming out on, like, what I, otherwise a very crappy day for me. Yeah. And they just really, like... Just them being there gave me a nice lift that's carried over. They were really knowledgeable about the area and the hiking. And, yeah, I think just, like, pleasant, just pleasant people that just lifts people's spirits because it can get so hard. Yeah, and that's what I think is so beautiful, the trail magic and the trail angels, the trail towns that we're talking about. The stories of yours, Tyler, from growing up on the trail, not just through hiking it, but just, you know, Finally, finally decided to go hike with your dad. Have you have you ever thought about doing it, the through hike? Is your backpacker? Uh, yeah, the Appalachian Trail. Maybe I'm just like a little bit jaded from growing up on it. Uh, the East Coast views just they're pretty, but I, I would do the PCT yeah, all day. We actually were talking about this on a different episode. I didn't think that I was, like, a payoff hiker. Like, I thought I just liked to hike to hike. And I realized that, no, I like to hike to a summit, or I like to hike to an overlook, or I like to hike to see the flowers. Like, I like there to be some kind of payoff. And you find there to be uh, quite a few payoffs. It's just a little different than out west where I've done the majority of my hiking. I have, I've had, you know, we're in, I have probably every other day I have a payoff if you will, on the hiking trail. But, yeah, Tyler, we were going to kind of wait to surprise you and tell you that in, in person on today's recording that Jill has these – Jill's realized she's a payoff hiker. Yeah, I am. I, I never I never thought I was. Yeah, I know, 100%. Uh, you know – You probably trained me that way. I just didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, so are you, are you blaming Tyler for you becoming a payoff hiker? Yes, I just might be. Uh, Jill, speaking of like pictures that popped up, I uh, I have pictures from when we did sunrise at sunrise. Yes. That was and talk so about a payoff hike. That was incredible. That was probably the best one that I've ever done. Because I it was also my first time. Like you knew when to go and how to get there and when to navigate. But what did you call it? It was like the mountain glow or whatever, right? It's like right when the sun starts to come up and it almost looks pink. I don't know. It was great. Yeah, the alpha glow. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I I knew we'd sneak Rainier in with you two on here. Yeah. Uh, So I guess, 
You know, I'll actually I'll leave it as a teaser for our next episode. We're in New Jersey and we got a lot of payoffs. Uh-huh. Payoff hiking. So I'm gonna leave it at that that we will talk payoff hikes in, in, our, in our next podcast episode. With a very underrated state of hiking. Yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. Alright. Do you have anything else, Jill? I don't think so. Okay, we're headed uh we're headed to the ice cream shop, I think. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? What's next? I I still have some work to do. Oh, that's the bummer of West Coast time. You got it. That's true. Well, Tyler, thank you for joining us on this episode. It was great to have you back on the podcast with us. We miss you and we love you. Yes. And hopefully, hopefully, we'll get you on uh, when we're uh, when we're doing the PCT in a camper van all together on that episode. One trail at a time, guys. Yes. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. This is our Trail Town season. Today was Maryland and Pennsylvania, Rocksylvania, if you will. And the best way to dig in more on Hashtag 59 is by heading to our website, hashtag the number five, the number nine dot com, for all of our past podcast episodes, blogs, and our trash cleanup event schedule. And if you do like this podcast and never want to miss an episode, all you got to do is subscribe and listen in. Thanks all. That's Mike R., Jill G., and Tyler. I'm signing off. Peace, love, and dirt.